The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee. A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs he was performing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. The Jewish feast of Passover was near. When Jesus raised his eyes and saw that a large crowd was coming to him, he said to Philip, Where can we buy enough food for them to eat? He said this to test him, because he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Two hundred days' wages worth of food would not be enough for each of them to have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what good are those for so many? Jesus said, Have the people recline. Now there was a great deal of grass in that place, so the men reclined about five thousand in number. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed them to those who were reclining, and also as much of the fish as they wanted. When they had had their fill, he said to his disciples, Gather the fragments left over so that nothing will be wasted. So they collected them and filled twelve wicker baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves that had been more than they could eat. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. Since Jesus knew that they were going to come and carry him off to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain alone. The Gospel of the Lord. Good teachers teach not only by giving answers, but also by asking questions. Why is that? Notice the question. Well, it is only when students are aware of their ignorance that they are ready for wisdom. The Greek philosopher Plato simply asked his students questions all the time to help them discover their ignorance. That is why his writings are called the Dialogues. He simply asked them question after question after question, and finally they admitted, I do not know the answer. His own personal dictum was, the only thing that I know is that I do not know. When we think we know it all, we feel we cannot learn anymore because we know it all. One of the hardest things to say is the sentence, I do not know. But it is also one of the wisest things to say because only, when we are, only then are we really ready to learn in the Gospel today, Jesus begins his greatest lesson in John on the Eucharist with a question. He asked Philip, 
Where can we buy enough food for them to eat? Do you remember his reply? Notice the question. Philip answered him, 200 days wages worth of food would not be enough for each of them to have a little. Why do you think Jesus asked Philip that question? Was Jesus perplexed, peering at the hordes of people and worried, how on earth are we going to feed them all? No. John explains Jesus' motivation, saying, he said this to test him because he himself knew what he was going to do. In other words, like a master teacher, far greater than Plato, Jesus was helping Philip and the other apostles to discover their ignorance, their insufficiency to deal with challenging riddles and overwhelming realities. When they finally admitted, Lord, I do not know. Only then could Jesus perform his great miracle of the multiplication of the loaves and fish, the precursor to the Eucharist, where Jesus would become the bread that gives life to the world. Only when we admit our ignorance are we ready for God's wisdom. Only when we recognize our weakness are we prepared to experience God's power? My friends, sooner or later, we all face situations that overwhelm us, where we find we are ignorant and we feel we are insufficient. How do we help our grown children who have left the church and the practice of the faith? trying to find a solution for personal financial crises when we lose a job, when we are struck with a sudden and serious sickness like pancreatic cancer, when we fight and fail to overcome chronic sins and bad habits that we know do not make us happy, like addictions to alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling. Why does a good and loving God allow such suffering and feelings of defeat and discouragement? Well, the answer is, I do not know. But St. Paul faced a similar situation of some chronic sin or weakness, which he called a thorn in his flesh. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And here is his answer to why God gave him that thorn in his flesh. It is a passage, my friends, well worth meditating on and even memorizing. St. Paul humbly confessed, Three times I begged the Lord about this, that it might leave me, but... He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. And then St. Paul goes on to do what Plato and Jesus hoped that their students would learn to do when he said, I will rather boast most gladly of my weaknesses 
in order that the power of Christ may dwell in me. And then he concludes, Therefore I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I was first ordained as a priest and started in a parish, I was terrified that someone would ask me a question for which I did not know the answer. What did you learn after eight years of seminary and two years of canon law school? Don't you know the answer? I learned that more often than not, the best answer is I do not know. Praise be Jesus Christ.